a podcast listener, even if you are alone in your entrepreneurial journey, know that today, right now in your earbuds, you are joined by thousands of entrepreneurs from all around the globe seeking to grow better, more profitable, location-independent businesses. If you'd like to learn more about what we do and download our entire back catalog, check out tropicalmba.com. Happy Thursday morning, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. So much I want to say at the top of this one, but it's so good I also want to get to it. So I'm just going to do my job here. A couple things I really love. I love the idea of a sweaty startup, something Nick Huber came on the show to talk about taking, you know, labor intensive, previously very location based blue collar services like pest control, house cleaning, stuff like that. And now these are businesses that are being able to be run remote. And now their business opportunities for the next generation of entrepreneurs that want to build their freedom, location, independent income, whatever you want to call it. One of those entrepreneurs is named Johnny Robinson, a.k.a. The Squeegee God on Twitter. He also co-hosts a podcast called The Remote Local Podcast. So because his co-host, Neil Parekh, is an amazing dude, I'm listening to this podcast the other day, and I hear Johnny talk about his business, Home Services Academy. And my ears perk up. And then I hear him talk about his experience in an accelerator. So these all these kinds of things coming together. I just knew I had to get Johnny on the phone to talk to him. I see an increasing need in our community for programs like Scaling Up, like Traction, things that help you get from, say, a quarter million dollars in revenue to seven figures and beyond. Because there's a lot of complexity in the sorts of businesses that we are growing sooner than maybe traditional businesses because sometimes our headcounts can be higher. More on that in future episodes, but this story is an amazing story of how you can not only make great income with a called a remote local business, but often the real prize is in teaching others how to do it. Something we've done a little bit here at the pod, but honestly, I'm curious about maybe doing more of it. So lots going on for me personally in this interview, and it's an incredibly inspiring story. So here's the deal. Basically, Johnny started two remote local businesses, one called Orange Window Cleaning and another that specializes in house and apartment cleaning. He turned that experience into a business called Home Service Academy, which was started eight months ago and is on a $4 million run rate. Have I got your attention? It got mine. So we get into how we did it in part by harnessing the book and process scaling up and EOA and in part just a lot of hustle and passion we're going to talk about what he feels the pros and cons are of EOA and a bunch of other things about how he did it. So let's just get right into it. So homeservicesacademy.co, you have a few partners, a $4 million run rate. When did you start it? January 1st. This year. Yeah. Tell me about that. It's what a ride. Tell me about the inception. This has like been the best <laughs> business year of your life. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's life-changing year for me, honestly, Dan. I'm so curious about when did the first idea start to rumble? You're running two great cash flow businesses and you're thinking to yourself, you got to do more? Yeah, 100%. I was never, I'm very idea agnostic. So I was never married to the window cleaning business. The four and a half year, five years we spent scaling that business, it was always the shiny object syndrome. It was never like, I could say confidently 100% Home Service Academy is full focus. I'm not thinking about anything else. 
other than making this the best possible program out there. How did shiny object syndrome manifest in you? It was just, keep in mind, we're out there, like we started off in the trenches, right? We spent $150 to start orange window cleaning and not a dime more. People like love to exaggerate their stories, but it was truly $150. And when you do that, we had to do the work ourselves. So we were actually out there cleaning the windows at the beginning when we were 19. And think about the type of person who's going to spend money on window cleaning, people with disposable income, and nobody needs their windows cleaned. And so the typical person that was paying to get their windows cleaned here in Orange County was somebody with disposable income. And likely like 80% of the time we would be at these people's houses cleaning their windows, they were business owners. And so that was kind of our first kind of run in with other entrepreneurs and, and seeing like, oh, wow, okay, well, all these people that were cleaning windows on have tons of money. And almost like all of them have businesses. So if we want to make a lot of money and we want to change our trajectory of our life and our family's life, because Sergio and I, my, my partner, we both come from zero entrepreneurs. Families are broke as a joke. I had no kind of, I thought you needed a degree to start a business at the time. So seeing all that and I was like, wow, okay, so maybe we should double down on this window cleaning thing because everybody else has businesses and we should just like invest all the money we make back into this business so we can build it big. That was before I understood opportunity vehicles and whether or not you should be pouring all your time into a window cleaning business. But what's an opportunity vehicle? I never heard of that. So you have the window cleaning business, right? That to me, that's like about like a level one, level two opportunity. I guess start with $150, super simple, super easy. You learn how to clean windows and you can go sell that door to door. Whereas Home Service Academy, that'd be a little bit higher of an opportunity because now we have, uh, we don't have to rely on labor to scale the business. We have access to the internet. We can work in all 50 states, not just Orange County. We can scale it a lot faster. So basically, we were seeing all these people make this money. We're like, okay, let's double down on business. As I was talking to these people, they're like, oh, I'm running a business doing manufacturing this weird product or roofing. I'm like getting all these ideas. I'm like, man, there's so many better business ideas than window cleaning, but never actually executed on any of them until I started tweeting about running the window cleaning business. And people thought it was interesting that I was running it with contractors and not the two employees. Yet we still had 400 plus five-star reviews. So there's this whole myth in home service where, oh, if you use contractors, you don't have control, which is true to an extent, but most people worry about quality and ruining your brand. When we're moving to more of a digital first kind of era and more and more people are finding these companies on the internet. So as long as you position yourself well on the internet with good branding, good logos, good design, good reputation, it doesn't really They're matter. They're ready to like it. They're ready to right. like the delivery. Exactly. And you have clear customer communication. You set clear expectations over the phone. You show up when you say you're going to show up. You do a quality assurance check to make sure that the job went well, the customer feels happy. And then you're asking for a review and you're getting that plastered on Google My Business, which is basically free real estate on the internet. It doesn't matter if you're sending guys who don't have your uniforms on, as long as you're yeah. doing a good job. And as we started to automate the business more, I started to tweet about it. People were interested. And I was like, Sergio, man, there's something here. We can offer something on this. And basically that's how we came up with Home Service Academy. And we had a few different ones we tried. We had like a window cleaning coaching business that we started. That was like a $15,000 package. We were working one-on-one -on -one. and uh, we actually sold one of those. That was cool. And then we started an advertising agency on the back of Yelp because at the time with our window cleaning business, we were getting 20 to one return on ad spend off Yelp. So we started a Yelp business and then we made a couple thousand dollars a month with that. And then uh, we were kind of just scheming for a bit as we like automated the window cleaning business. So it gave us that free time to kind of play around. Was there something things. about the Yelp service that didn't seem to work for you guys? No, it was a great business. Uh, like if we double down on it and focus on it, I think that could be a, a big business as well. But you can't do everything. Like building yeah. businesses is, is very time consuming and very, it's a lot of work. So 
after the Yelp business, we did Squeegee Launch, which is basically home service academy just with window cleaning actually out in the field doing it yourself. And so we were shipping people window cleaning kits and they're getting started. So we sold a couple of those and then everybody was interested in the remote. And so then we started Home Service Academy and we doubled down on that, just stuck with it. Tell me about the pricing model of how that works and what do you deliver to your clients when they sign up to learn about ostensibly the system you built with the first two businesses, is that correct? Right, yeah, yeah. So it's all dependent on the person's situation, kind of what their goals are. But basically you're looking anywhere between two to 8K. The, the way I always frame it is like a low cost alternative to a franchise, right? People will call it a course or whatever. It's not, there is some small course component, but the bulk of it comes with like, we have coaches in-house full-time that are working with the students for the first week, every single week, one-on-one. We've already been through the program. These aren't some schmucks we just plucked off the road and we're like, hey, here's how to do cleaning. It's people who've actually been through, who have their own cleaning businesses, who are working with them one-on-one. And we guarantee 10K 90 days, 10K profit 90 days through your remote cleaning business. And wow. we guarantee that based off of... So wait, the data. Services Academy only teaches the cleaning niche? Yes, house cleaning. Why did you make that decision? Well, we do window cleaning and house cleaning. The thing is, is window cleaning doesn't work as well in most metros, whereas house cleaning, there's houses everywhere. It works in any market. We've got guys in towns of 2,000 people doing $17,000 in their first month. If there's buildings, they need to be cleaned. Whereas windows, it's a lot more seasonal. It's not as recurring. There's a longer LTV, there's a bigger LTV. Uh, lifetime value of the customer in the house cleaning business versus the window cleaning. Say I hear you on your podcast, which is great, by the way. I'm like, man, I want to be like Johnny. I've got some basic business skills. I see the opportunity. So I sign up an interest form on your website, homeserviceacademy.co. And do you give me a call or talk, talk to me about how you like turn me into someone who's interested in joining to actually paying the money and joining? So basically it goes... You go check out the website, you watch the video where it's like a seven minute long explainer of this is who this is for, it's who this isn't for, this is what we do, this is what we don't do, this is the opportunity, how much money you can make, that types of thing. If you're interested, cool, you book a call. And then that call will go to one of the salesperson's calendars. And then if you don't book a call, well, I've captured your info on the opt-in page already. And so then we have our other side of our sales team, which is our appointment setters just calling the people who opt in, kind of seeing why you opted in, what made you even interested in the model, kind of where you're at, what your goals are, if it even makes sense, right? We're not just trying to like get everybody in here. It has to make sense for your situation. And so setters are calling them, talking with them, seeing if they're a good fit, if they're interested, we'll set them onto the calendar. One of the other salespeople, the closers. What's Uh, the difference between an appointment setter and a closer in terms of skill set and price point and stuff? And because I never hired either one. So I'm just curious about how that works. Yeah. So basically appointment setters there to vet and basically think of the appointment setter as the closer's guardian, right? They don't want to set anybody who's not going to be taking this seriously, who's not a good fit because the closer's time is best spent on revenue generating activities, not spending the time with someone who's not qualified or someone who's not going to take it seriously, who's not maybe interested. You can call them a salesperson, but really they're just asking questions and kind of seeing if, if you're qualified and if you're a good fit. We're not pushing anything. We're not telling them what the investment is. We'll give them a range, but we're just saying, hey, just give me a call. If you have five to 10 minutes real quick, just want to run through some questions. We basically set up a center to each closer. So say like one of our best closer right now is Cody. His name's Cody. The appointment center, let's say Justin is like, hey, yeah, Justin saw you have a, a call booked with Cody at 9 a.m. tomorrow. He just wanted me to give you a call and ask you a quick couple of questions before you guys chat tomorrow. And then we actually demo you through everything that we're going to be able to do for you. And all that's doing is vetting them, qualifying them, and then either keep them on the calendar 
or saying, okay, maybe now is not the best time, but let's put you in the pipeline for a month from now, two months from now. So you're in a better spot. Maybe, maybe it's finances. Maybe there's some life event you have going on and you can't get started. And so we'll keep them kind of on the side in the follow-up pipeline to see if they're in a better spot, maybe a month down the road, two months down the road. So and that gives for like how much time they have to give to the process and how much exactly. money they have to invest and stuff like that. Exactly. Okay. So when I join then, can you help me understand what kind of experience you're delivering for that multi-thousand dollar investment I'm making in learning how to grow a business? I'm really curious about what my next few weeks, days, weeks, and months are going to look like. Immediately after, say, you hop on with our team, talk with them. It's a good fit. You like what you hear. We'll get you onboarded immediately. The salesperson's going to put you in touch with your coach immediately into a group chat. And this is the number that you'll have 24-7 access to over the next 90 days, right? They'll send you a personalized video basically saying, hey, Dan, uh, I'm super excited to work with you. You said your goal is X, Y, Z. I think you can absolutely help you achieve that depending on what it is in X amount of time. Something like something along the lines of that. There's no exact script. Customer experience is super important because after they invest, dopamine's high, they're excited. They want to make the 10K in 90 days. And so we have to keep the dopamine consistent over time. Because the moment it starts to dip, I mean, you start to get unmotivated, wheels start to fall off, and momentum is the biggest thing, especially when you're starting from scratch. So ideally, that's booked within a week. Hop on the onboarding call. Let's say I'm your coach. You hop in here, Dan. I'm like, hey, Dan, what's going on, man? I talked to me about kind of, again, dig a little deeper on the goals and what you're trying to achieve out of this, where you're at. Sometimes people already have a cleaning business and they're just stuck in the field at like three to 4K a month. Then it's a lot easier to make some quick tweaks. Or we have people who start completely fresh, never started a business before. This is their first time jumping into it. And so we're going to walk them through what it's like, some legal things off to do, right? Taking care of your LLC or DBA, things like that. And then giving them a list of action items. And so the way we have it structured is the first week you're meeting with the coach one-on-one every single week, one time per week. If you show up to the calls and you do what you need to do, it works out really well. And I always tell people it's house cleaning, right? You really mess up a house cleaning business. Month two comes, month two comes, it switches to every other week because now by that point, you've turned revenue. So you should be turned revenue within month one. By month two, now it's scaling and putting the right systems and automations in place to kind of pull yourself out because we want to build businesses. We don't want to build people jobs. And so that's why we don't do any of the cleaning ourselves. We do it completely remotely. We have offices in the Philippines. We can place remote employees right into their businesses as well at no additional cost and get them to answer phones, do quality charge checks, book jobs, manage the contractor schedules, deal with customer complaints. I could keep going, right? But basically make sure the business is running, they're doing what they need to do, and then maybe the owner's turning some dollars on the marketing. How long does the program last? So the program lasts 90 days. But the thing is, is you have lifetime access to all our support, which is our community, our support calls, which we have every single day of the week for every facet of the business, marketing specific, sales specific, operations specific. There's a general one that Sergio and I host. Sergio is my partner. You guys are hosting group chats or group calls every single day of the week. Yes. And how many members or, or customers would show up to these, generally speaking? We've had somewhere there's like 40, 45 people. The average is about 25 to 30. We have about 240 students, though. So for 90 days, basically, the biggest cost of goods sold is recruiting a coach that's willing to be on these calls. It's basically eight calls. And 24-7 access to their phone. It's not just like, hey, Dan, we're going to hop on for 30 minutes and then right. you're not talking to me. We have like our core values and stuff set up in here. And so everybody works their ass off. Like student success is the number one most important thing. That's great. 
a lot of people say like the biggest problem is getting their students to implement. You're combating that in many ways, but do you accept that if people just want to make the investment and then slough off? No, no, we can get pretty annoying with it if people, because you're spending a lot of money. I'm sure we get some people who are like, oh, I just want like an additional income stream mm-hmm. and, and they'll they fork it out, no problem. But we take it very seriously. And we have 15 full-time employees on the back end of Home Service Academy. And half of them are there just to make sure that students are doing what they need to do. And these are the coaches. The coaches. And what are the rest of the staff team. doing? So we have seven salespeople. We've got a guy full-time doing email. We've got a videographer because we also shoot content two times a week for TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Four or five overseas employees in the Philippines, remote employees. And then we've got four coaches. One yeah. of the things I've always been really curious about is like, tell me about the process of recruiting your first few coaches. How do you structure compensation for them, especially if they've already got another business? How do you determine like what level of competency they need to have? So one of the things I've noticed, for example, like in the entrepreneurship world, it's like really hard. It's hard to get like talented entrepreneurs to want to be paid coaches because they could just make more money by running their business. It was a little nerve wracking because there is that kind of ounce of like, what if this doesn't work and they pay money and they don't make money? Luckily, that didn't end up working out. And we had people coming in crushing it. These people who were crushing it were working jobs that maybe they didn't want to work. They didn't even enjoy. Whereas they could keep the cleaning business running on the side because we can get it pretty automated. And I use automated super loosely because there's no such thing, right? I don't want to sit here and act like that. That's real. But we can get them pretty close. And so like more than half of our employees at Service Academy have their own cleaning businesses. Because the way we frame it to them is basically... If you want to make a ton of money off cleaning, it's possible, but it's not the best vehicle to choose. It's more of a cash flow play because you're using independent contractors. You don't necessarily, I'm making air quotes right now, control the fulfillment. So you're not going to go sell this business for multiple millions of dollars if that's what you're looking for. But if you're looking for an additional five to $20,000 a month of cash flow and profit, then yeah, it's a great business. And you can get to the point where you only spend four to five hours a month on it. So you're offering them another source of great cash flow plus diversification plus the, now they're a member of a really cool team as opposed to trying to manage a bunch of people and sort of the stress of running a business. Exactly. People love to see student success. Like our coaches are spamming student wins in our Slack channel all the time because then our sales team sees it, it gets them fired up. And like, yeah, this stuff's working. And then they sell better on the calls. And it's just an awesome culture. And then everybody's so helpful in the community. Like all the students love the support that we pour back in because we're taking the same approach we did with the, the window cleaning house cleaning business where or not so much the house cleaning business, but the window cleaning business was every dime we were making was just going back to make the business better and better and better. It's starting to be a more done for you, a lot more done for you elements. We do a lot of the stuff for them that we didn't have when we started. Yeah. And so it's really cool to see. And so we'll see the students build their cleaning businesses make some money with it, but then they want to join the team because they see our culture and they want to be more involved with it because they believe in it. One of the things I've heard a lot of people talk about the pros and cons of selling lifetime access. Do you have ways to create like expansion revenue or sell back into that group? You know, after they're a part of your community, say 180 a year or two years later, what's your thoughts on that? So we're part of like a mastermind group of people who do like e-learning and specifically what this is called is like a biz op offer, a business opportunity or like a MMO, make money online. Mm-hmm. And the typical framework on getting more lifetime value out of the customers is what's called an ascension, client ascension. And so that means they start from zero. We take them 
from like for us, it's 10K profit. So zero to 10, at least 10K profit at minimum in the 90 days. So we've changed their situation now. We've proved that this model works. They can make money. Now we've just added them at minimum an additional $10,000 to their income. Well, now we can upsell them for more personalized coaching and take them from maybe their 10, 20K a month. And we can take them to 50, 60, 70K a month, make them a lot more money for a higher investment. Whether you're a founder, a recruiting manager, or just the person who does everything around the office that's also hiring the next person, we've got stress-free ways to help you find your next great remote employee. Check it out, click through on your phone. I made a chart that shows all of our products for SaaS and e-commerce companies seeking to save time and build elite teams. Try our flat rate recruiting product. We have a 90% success rate. For teams who need to hire quickly, try our pre-vetted candidates. Right now on our website, we've got over 200 potential team members that our experienced recruiting team has already spoken with and are looking to go work at companies like yours. And for companies seeking to maximize candidate flow and direct it by skill, location, level of experience, all while filtering out spam candidates, you got to post a job on our incredible platform. Go ahead and post a job over at Dynamite Jobs and click promote. That starts at just a few hundred dollars. All of our clients receive full email and phone support so your campaigns won't ever stall out. Check out our site or schedule a call today. Dynamite Jobs the hiring platform for remote-first companies. So what was the tailwind that you felt when you started? Obviously, your momentum is incredible. You guys have shot off like a rocket ship. Your P&L is like moving really fast right now. How do you think about putting money towards acquisition channels? Obviously, it sounds like you started with Twitter, but now you're talking about doing TikTok and, and other things. How do you think about growing this business at this stage in terms of investing your capital and marketing channels? Something I learned from, do you know who Alex Ramosi is? Yes. Yeah, we really just nailed it with our Instagram. We have an Instagram, we're total guru, right? I mean, I hate to have to do it. We get tons of hate. Oh, you're a scammer, this, that. But I mean, it works, right? I'm, I'm up there, I'm talking, I'm walking down the street. This is why you need to start a remote cleaning business. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so uh, we do that. We have a few different acquisition channels right now. And what's cool is we still have tons of room, right? on to room for growth. I think our vision for the company is 15 million by the end of 2023. And we want to ensure every student that comes through the program is able to obtain a six-figure salary and work remotely. It's kind of mission vision there. And the way we're going to do that, or we're currently doing that right now, is we have a few different vehicles. We have the organic, which is organic Instagram. We post three times per day on each. So three times a day on shorts, three times a day on TikTok, three times a day on Instagram. Well, Instagram is actually four times a day because we have somebody doing like editing like stills and stuff. And so we'll do that a thread or two a week on Twitter I'm doing. And then the paid, we do paid Instagram, paid TikTok. We haven't even touched YouTube. I haven't touched LinkedIn. I haven't touched uh, lots of acquisition channels. And right now it's really just, let's focus on getting one optimized, getting that really well dialed in, and then we'll focus on building another one. Because it takes time, right? To try to optimize them and get them working the way we want to. And you still got time to do a podcast. So you basically work all the time. Oh, dude, so much. Girlfriend hates me sometimes, like, especially when we're doing like end of month pushes and we're trying to get everybody in before the end of the month. Yeah, it's a grind, man, but it's fun. I'm having the best time of my life, to be honest. I'm having a lot more fun building this than I was the window cleaning because I was out there sweating my ass off before I ran it with employees and contractors. So cool business. What breaks first in a business like this? Like, what's the constraint that you've been feeling over the past, call it four months? 
so a couple things have broken. Number one, which actually didn't break, but we kind of set the right precautionary measures to prevent it from breaking, which was student success. That's one thing we actually needed to improve on as we started to get more and more students and we needed to have the coaches with them because we need to make sure they're successful. And I can't have them successful if we don't have somebody with them holding their hand along the way. And so we put that in place beforehand. That skyrocketed our success rate. And then on the other hand... You mean specifically like you need to have a coach on a call with the student every single appointment. In the early days, that wasn't always the case. Right, exactly. It was so you changed the program. You tweaked the program, essentially. Oh, yeah. We're always tweaking it. Got so it. like we only had one call at the beginning, one support call. Now we have five. Our program modules and stuff with action items, like now you have full access to the back end of both my businesses with like different automation scripts, templates, et cetera. I won't get into it too much. Whereas when we started, we didn't really have that. It was just kind of like, here's some videos and some support calls and a, and a small community of people. So quality control essentially mm-hmm. breaks. What else breaks? The whole kind of appointment center to closer process. When your lead flow starts to ramp up and like we've had a couple of threads that just went absolutely viral. And the biggest thing was too much lead flow. So we didn't have enough people to actually get everybody vetted and qualified and onto a call. And so that was the real important thing was there's weeks where calls are getting up with people who should have never been on the call. That really was a bottleneck on the business and growth. If your sales team, your primary revenue generators aren't getting on with qualified people. You've really stumbled onto an amazing business here. It sounds like you're approaching it really wisely. It's exciting to hear about. 80% of the listeners of this pod are business owners. And a lot of them, I think, are maybe banging away at the same old business. It sounds like you've had this ability to have agility. What sort of advice would you give to them how they can shake it up and stumble onto an opportunity with a little bit more tailwind? Don't be so married to a business, especially. Like, it's okay to have kind of second guesses on like, shit, like, is there a better business? Because lots of times the traditional advice that I hear on lots of business podcasts, I listen to a ton. And I've been a big fan of, of TMBA, by the way, over the years. Thank you. Entrepreneur mobiles. And <laughs> I would say, don't be so married. It's okay to have thoughts like that because I had that thought for four years before I finally took action. If I would have just done something else, who knows where I would be? Or, or maybe if I wouldn't have started a window cleaning business and say I would have started some type of business on the internet where I have better scale, who knows what that would look like right now. Yeah. And so if you've been plugging away and you're not seeing the growth you want to, maybe it's time to take the skill set and something you've learned. And especially if you're building a business, what I've realized after building a few different ones is when you're in the weeds of things in the trenches, you start to find problems within that industry that are very, very niche. But you're like, wow, I could spin something up to solve that problem. And that would probably be a better business than the one you're running, especially if it's a traditional boring one, like window cleaning, something that everybody's doing. And you can get more niche and solve a specific problem. That's exactly what we did. And it's 10x. Very cool. So now can I ask you for some private consulting? Not private, public consulting. There's a need in my niche, which is basically people who are operating location independent businesses and they've achieved a quarter million dollars in revenue. They need help getting to seven figures because that's the moment. One of the things I think the scale up of the world and the tractions and it's like sort of larger coaching companies, they sort of start at a million to $3 million. And a lot of location independent companies, they have complexities earlier on because they have higher headcounts sometimes because they're using contractors and stuff like this. And then you said you were in Entrepreneurs Organization Accelerator that helped people do exactly that. And I looked it up on the web and it's like, I don't know, it's $2,700 to join or something like that. Mm-hmm. And this sort of spidey sense I have about what I might be able to do next year. 
And so I'm curious if you could coach me through how I might start to think about that, what your experience was in EOA, and you know how they interpreted something like scaling up for smaller businesses at, at about the quarter million dollar revenue level. Yeah, definitely. So I'll share my experience first with EOA and how they structured it. So then it makes a lot more sense. So basically the way EOA structured it was if you guys have read Scaling Up, or if you haven't, I'll still have, break yeah. it down for you. So they break the book up over four categories, which is cash, strategy, people, and execution. Yep. And so what they did in EOA was they used Scaling Up, but they had a whole learning day from 8 to 4.30 every quarter. And every quarter was one of those four, whether it was cash, people, strategy, or execution. And so you come to one of these and they have a coach every single time. And it's the same coach that's kind of holding you accountable, that's presenting and walking you through that day. So say it's people and they're talking all about hiring, how to hire the right people, what questions to ask, what books you should be reading so you can tailor the hiring process around it, how to build certain systems around the hiring process, how to know if you should fire someone, how to know when you should keep someone, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, these coaches are people who have built and sold big businesses. So like our coach was, he built up a company, sold it to DoorDash for I think nine figures. Basically, you go in and you sit in these, these learning days every quarter and you learn a shitload and it's a fire hose of information thrown at you. And basically, you get really fired up, you get excited and then you go implement. And so then the next one comes, maybe it's cash day. We talk about all about counting, profit first, a bunch of different other things that you can implement to your books, how to project things out, budget properly, whatever. And then you take care of that. You get real excited, real fired up, you go implement that. And then you come to execution day, teach you how to do whatever, execute and implement things. And then you get the point, right? Fire so you're talking about four meetings a year that are yeah. full day things. Mm -hmm. And what happens in between the meetings? In between the meetings is accountability groups. Groups can range in between four to six other entrepreneurs. And keep in mind, it's not industry specific. So like Dynamite Circles, all remote businesses, EOA takes anyone, right? For example, I had six people and then each accountability group assigned a coach. A coach is somebody who is an EO who owns 50% or more of a business doing a million dollars or more. And so this guy or gal, depending on who your coach is, meets with you guys at some central location. We always met at like this lunch spot in South Orange County. And uh, we basically go over updates. So I would go and say, okay, when new business is doing this, I'm struggling with this. And then it's kind of experience share. Everybody kind of talks about like, okay, well, you can do this, you can do that. And then the coach gives you feedback and then everybody goes. And then you will just start to realize is everybody kind of has similar problems, go through similar things. And then the coach, after the, first, the three hours long, after an hour and a half of all the sharing, the coach picks a, a topic that everybody can kind of benefit from based on what he heard from the experience share. And then coaches on that once okay. a month. And that's it. That's the whole thing. That's it. Yeah. So what are the pros and cons of that system? Is that good enough? Just run it like that? Or was there some things you'd prefer to see done differently? It was very dependent on the coach. Like if you didn't get a coach that was real good and was kind of boring, people would make that very clear and be very vocal about it. Or yeah. if you got a coach who was like the coach I had last year versus the coach I had the year before is night and day different. I just had a better vibe. Not to say the first coach was bad or anything. You know what he was talking about? What I just had a better vibe. He kind of got me a lot more because keep in mind when you're dealing with, especially an EO, lots of people who run traditional businesses, not so much internet-based businesses. And as I was transitioning to internet, it was kind of hard for people to kind of see where I was going. They're just like, oh, this is silly. Like you help people do make money with cleaning, like, oh, like whatever. You can make some money real quick, but it's not a sustainable business. So people didn't understand it. And so you have that kind of aspect. And also I realized when you're at like doing like 250K or 300K, 
you don't really need to know about all the stuff that's in scaling up. Yeah. It's kind of like way, it's, like it's way too much. You need, you need sales. Exactly. You need sales. Yeah. So that's what I wish they did a lot better was, look, you should be focusing on revenue generating activities, not putting together your mission, vision, values if you're sub $1 million. Because yeah. now mission, vision, values make sense for me. It makes total sense of why you need that. But in the window cleaning business, we were over here at 250K in revenue. Back in like 2020, trying to do mission, vision, values, it was just completely dumb. We should have been focused on getting more jobs. When's the right revenue moment to read scaling up and to get serious about it? I would say right when you get around a million dollar run rate, things are starting to break and you're starting to hire and bring people on. As soon as you're starting to hire and bring people on, okay, I'm going to take this business from X and my goal is to go to 10 million, 100 million, whatever it is. Uh, that's when you need to start setting the culture. Because lots of times, what I realized what we do with Home Service Academy is we had a culture and we had our mission, we had our vision, we had our values, but we didn't have it written down. And so the moment we got written down and we had that all hands meeting with all 15 people, did we have the best week we ever had? Hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I feel like when I look at scaling up, there feels like things that can be cherry picked, mm -hmm. right? Like a light version. And I feel like that would be part of the value proposition of this group, which is like, you, we're not going to make you do your accountability chart. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like the accountability chart. And like, there's so many different charts in there. Like it's but like you probably want to set up scorecards. You want to have meeting rhythms. You want to know like how you're driving your staff, what your monthly goals are. And then you want to figure out how to drive sales and marketing. Essentially, that's, that's the bottom line to get to that's, a million. That's the number one thing. Sales, sales, sales. <laughs> and that yeah. might break, but you can just fix it later. Do you think the year is the right time frame to deliver it? Because I love that you're doing it in 90 days, honestly. So there's a reason we did 90 days because we used to do a year and there's not that much urgency when there's a year. And so you have to make them take action. You can't just force people to take action. And so we found the best way to do it was shorten the time frame, 90 days. This is how long you'd be with the coach. If you don't hit the 10K for whatever weird reason, keep the coach with you to work one-on-one. -on -one. But 90 days, I mean, people are in there day one, setting everything up, turning revenue by week two now versus... When we first started that original cohort that came through didn't start making money until like March, April because everyone was taking their sweet time. Yeah, that's really And cool. so for you, what I think, I think it'd be good is, I mean, your margins are going to be really good, right? You're selling yeah. information, very healthy margins, especially with your established audience. You have enough margin to bring in maybe some friends and hire them on retainer to do weekly coaching sessions, weekly support yeah. calls around different facets of the business, right? Maybe marketing specific, customer acquisition sales, operations, and automations. Maybe you have them do four calls a month and you pay them a thousand bucks or something and you may get 120 day intensive. And then if they want to pay for, if they want to continue access and they like the community because you want to also have a community host on the back end so people can constantly chat with each other. We use school. So S-K-O-O-L, that's what we use. But for something like this, I mean, Discord or Slack would probably work fine. And... Uh, if they want to continue to have access, maybe you pay them a low cost, like lower ticket, maybe 50 bucks, $97 a month to maintain access to the community and the resources. Well, I appreciate the consulting, man. And I appreciate what you're doing. It's very cool, inspiring. And thanks for doing the pod as well. Yeah. Yeah, well, dude, thanks, thanks for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. I've been a big fan for a while. So. Big shout out to Squeegee God, Johnny Robinson. You can check out what he's up to over at homeservicesacademy.co. We will link to his Twitter. 
Instagram, all the other good stuff, plus the show notes. Click through on your phone. You can see the show notes and the links to all the stuff we are talking about. If you have thoughts about anything you heard on the show today, you can email me. I'm Dan at this domain. That's it. We'll be back next Thursday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern time. See you then. Hey, thanks for listening to the Tropical MBA podcast. You can go to tropicalmba.com, get access to hundreds of back episodes and all kinds of other goodies. Load up your iPod. That is the cheapest way to fly business class on your next international flight. We will see you next Thursday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time.